Woo, marriage. Oh my goodness. Woo, it's hard, but God is good. Amen. Boy, if Jay, Jay, if you listen to this, you just slap him when he get home. Okay. Slap him. Yeah, I pray for him. Pray for him. <laughs> <laughs> take one, baby. already then opened up with some funny stuff but we not gonna say what we done said but you know it's take one ain't that right team take yes, one take is. one take one Come welcome on. back to take one podcast. for better or worse with <laughs> <laughs> this morning what we're going to talk about is the leftovers you know every time you have thanksgiving and christmas uh sometimes you're eating the leftovers for an extended amount of time Man, a week Woo! And I think if you ever seen the Plies little clip, he kind of gives you the instructions on how to eat the leftovers. And you're supposed to throw them away after a certain day. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about 2020 and give you the leftovers, but then we're going to throw it away. Uh, All right? And as we do, I want y'all to do the same thing at home when you're listening. If you're on your run, you're on your job, begin to throw those things away. Why? Because we got hope. Amen. 2020 ain't our hope. Oh, my Right? I know, I know it may, some things may have been good, some things may have been bad, but you know what? We got something to look forward to. So, as we started, I know many of us, for me, I remember when COVID really hit us. And when COVID hit us, we were, spring break was just really starting. People were going crazy and things were all around us, like in people not believing some people believing um and things were shut down i remember being in atlanta the aquarium was shut down the georgia aquarium was shut down uh other things were shut down and i was saying to myself wow these things things are really turning around uh but then may happen um now for me personally may was a good month my wife had uh our second child may 1st elijah joseph travis davis was born uh but then ahmaud arbery was shot and killed uh, brianna taylor shot and killed uh george floyd uh choked out and that just we had COVID going on and that just blew us up again mm-hmm. um riots all throughout the summer and then we had, um, along with police brutality, we had this election that caused so much tension um, amongst families. Y'all know we talked about this before. We had family struggles. Uh, we had, think, marital struggles. People are trying to figure out what's going on because they're quarantined and they're at home. They not been, haven't been at home with one another for so long. There has been so much going on. Right, team? Yeah. And... Yes. Uh, it feels like we're still living in the twilight zone. Some of us are coming to the reality that this is real. So how do we talk to our people? What do, what do, what do, we, what do we say to them about recapping this entire year as we go into 2021? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's so important that uh, we understand that, you know, 2021 – maybe uh, uh, have its own little surprises coming at us too. And I think what, uh, what this pandemic and um, all the, the social unrest or social awakening is what I'd like to refer to, um, 
is hopefully exposing the fault lines in our lives and the real basis upon which uh, we live life. And, you know, as Christians, I'm hoping and praying that as we go into 2021, that, you know, New Year's Eve is not our hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, that, when that new calendar date changes, uh, you know, hopefully we got bigger hope than a calendar change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully Jesus has become real to us um, in 2020. And uh, hopefully as we go into 2021, we're going to continue to grow deep in him and the reality that this world is not our home, uh, but that Jesus is a future hope, but he's also a present home, mm-hmm. um, helping us to face whatever it is um, you know, we face on a daily basis. So whatever 2021 brings, uh, we can be ready in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's, I mean, of course, we're talking about 2020, it's the left over throw it away. But something that I, I don't want to throw away is it's everything that we have learned mm-hmm. right, from this year. Right. Um, Good. I think just even learning how to um, process this together, uh, even as we talked about in 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 our earlier conversations, just about like what does it mean to truly love my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Yes. I really think this this year during COVID, during quarantine, has has forced me to um, look in the mirror and just just reevaluate my life mm. um being thinking about all of the injustice and and all of, of the social issues I, I i think has really caused us all to say like what does it really mean to love my neighbor yes. um outside of the traditional evangelical way mm. that maybe we have been taught and conditioned and discipled to um uh, live in so um it's still so many feelings. Um, I don't want to just say, "Oh, it's twenty twenty one that that happened last year," but man, to not forget to remember George Floyd, to to yes. remember um, yes. um, Breonna Taylor, uh, to remember um, you know all of the issues that that has caused so much uproar. Mm-hmm. You know, Rebecca, tell us what you think. Man, Mike calling me out and I'm crying. Um, okay. I think this year, I know I have moments where I'm numb. Mm. And it's a whole lot easier to not feel anything. And it's no wonder that some people don't stop, you know, they stop feeling altogether. Mm. Um, it is no wonder. Because when it gets super crappy and you don't think it can get any worse, and then it does. Mm. Yeah. And then it gets worse again, and then it gets worse again, and then you keep hearing bad news. Um, mm. So, I think one thing that I'm taking away from 2020 is that on days that I have felt nothing because I have no feelings left, mm-hmm. I am really grateful that um, the body, like other believers, can feel for me. Mm. They can name anger that I sometimes stop feeling. And they can name fear that sometimes I just want to ignore. 
And I think we can do that because the word gives us feelings too. Mm-hmm. Um, really powerfully in the Psalms, I think like I am leaning and believing in the Psalms way more. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that God can handle my rage mm-hmm. um, and my numbness. I mean, like some days I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you, God. Like I don't, I feel really done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too i think because sometimes i don't feel like talking to my kids and it doesn't mean i'm really done with them right Mm. like i'm not actually done with them but um i think the feelings or the no feelings uh i think that's something i just feel exhausted from feeling the um the tsunamis of those Mm. Uh, and then and then and then i think my life isn't my life is like awesome compared to most people I know. Mm. So then I feel guilty that I feel the level of anger that I do or the level of like, oh, just poor me. Cause it's like, that's so lame. I shouldn't, anyway, Mm. (laughs) this is really take one with Rebecca. Um, So (laughs) I think like if you feel lame because your life is pretty good, I think God can heal your, I mean, can be there for you in your lameness. And I think if your life is just really crappy and you literally can't imagine someone's life being worse, God is right there. Yes. And and then his, his people can be right there with us too. Like I have felt so lame so often this yeah. year. And I'm so grateful that there are people and then more than that, a God who is like, it's okay. I'm okay with you being lame. Just be right here with me. So. Mm. Yeah, if I can just kind of add to that, I think like that really forces us to understand a little more just just the gospel message that we hear preached every week, right. like lived out. Because for me, it's been days where I'm like, okay, let me sit down and pray and read the Bible and my heart and my emotions are just not there and it's like god i'm tired i'm mentally fatigued i'm emotionally drained um i don't even know what to pray over this situation god i don't want to pray right now (laughs) Uh, i'm not going to pray right now because i'm just tired and i think just even hearing you talk with becca like i've been reminded too even in those moments god is still there you know god god is still who he is the loving father and i just think um this season of this we gotta admit that like yeah we trying to be strong in a year that none of us has have ever (laughs) experienced in our lives (laughs) the whole year stopped like i mean the the whole city shut down i mean we still going to the grocery store and everything and and i'm still grilling my food every week you know enjoying that um amen (laughs) but it's it's has this has been something that I think many of us have never experienced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. So like when we think about everybody getting excited that FedEx has brought the vaccines to Memphis. All right. Take it back. <laughs> so I'm just playing, yeah, I'm just playing. You know, on yeah. one end, um, so dealing with the COVID and the quarantine aspect of things, on one end, what I hear is man like there's light at the end of the tunnel right there's one perspective and then there's another perspective where you know uh my aunt called me 
and said, uh, y'all not taking that vaccine, are you? <laughs> so you got skepticism <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and suspicion mm-hmm. on another on, on on another end of things uh, when it comes to to COVID and quarantine and this vaccine. So that's a that's a big that's a big question that we have to answer. Um, but then I want to put that together with. Uh, as we think about police brutality and moving forward, one big word has been defund the police. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, um, I want y'all to 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 answer: Are we really saying defund the? Are people really saying defund the police? Are they saying take away all of the money, take away all of um, uh, the funds, and, and and don't have any police activity? Uh, what do y'all What do y'all think about those two things? Those two ideas. About the vaccine about and the vaccine yeah, yeah, yeah. And lighting in internal skepticism on one end, optimism on the other end, yeah. and then defining this whole thing of defunding the police. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, um, you know, I have so many thoughts. We, we could do a lot more podcasts, but uh, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that um, something that ha- fuels movements in our day is social media. Mm-hmm. We can have access real-time access to George Floyd choking out for eight minutes you know we can have immediate access um, and but we can also have immediate access to conspiracy theories and fear Mm. and and that I think is what happens with news outlets and social media and so with the vaccine I mean I would highly encourage anyone and everyone to take it Um, and I love that our Presidents minus one, uh, whose name will not be mentioned, uh, is going to take it publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we're watching our healthcare professionals. I mean, that's who received it yesterday. And uh, just the image of this one nurse bawling, saying, "If people, you know, people are talking about the side effects. If they could just see what I see of the side effects of COVID, <laughs> watching people die a horrible, horrible death." Uh, I think they'd take it seriously. So I say take the vaccine. I'll be the first in line. My arm will be uh, ready. Numb. (laughs) (laughs) Numb and ready, baby. Come on, bring it on. Uh, And then, you know, with police brutality, I really think this pandemic, I think the world shut down that we might focus on what's really important. And And I really hope and pray it's an awakening. I hope the church sees it as an awakening. Um... You know, still we're seeing uh, evangelical leaders protesting the election. Um, I mean, come on, um, just losing their minds, uh, mm. absolutely losing their minds, uh, following a president who has lost his mind. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, so I think that we see that, but I'm hoping that the core believing the, the core of believing people in this country understand that there are white people understand that there are issues that we have simply neglected, ignored, and we've done it for selfish reasons. And if that is what comes out of, you know, the last eight months, come on. Uh, but I think, too, there's a whole lot more. Um, I think, as we were talking before this podcast, Rebecca pointed out, um, shutting the schools down and i and i'm for that but we are going to have significant i mean the fault line that is shaking right now is we have a general i mean murders are at an all-time high in memphis tennessee over 300 
um, you know, uh, crime, um, car theft. I mean, the 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 children that are being left behind in this, I think we're going to be um, paying for for a long time, and it kills me. Um, it kills me. But the fault lines of also what we as Christians have just neglected. We're going to take care of our own children and not care about the children of our neighbors. Um, you know, I think that we're, that's going to be a huge um, ripple, if not tsunami, <laughs> yeah. um, after all this is over. So, Man. yeah. Rebecca, t- t- talk to me. What you think? Uh, vaccine, I'll be at the front of the line if they're wherever the line is whenever I'm invited to be in line. Um, We're going to be fighting each other. Okay. That's okay. fine, Richard. That's all right. I'll let you go first. Ladies first. And also, <laughs> just you should definitely have people in your life who are medical professionals who know more than you yes. talking to you about that. So, you know, I, I am really grateful to go to a church that has a lot of doctors in it. And who, a lot of people who know doctors. And so um, if any anything in your life, you've got to have people who can say, oh, yeah, that makes sense what you're thinking. And then you've got to have someone who's going to say, like, mm, I think, have you thought about this? And you've got to be willing to listen. So I will, um, you know, but this that's real take one on a uh, vaccine for me. So I'm happy to have some feedback, Sergi. <laughs> Call me out. I'm just, I'm just in here. And uh, defund the police. Okay, I mm. I have a, a good number of thoughts on that. I This is also a super take one for Rebecca Rhodes on this. So defund the police, I think, is a really unfortunate um, phrase yeah. because when I heard that phrase, one of the first things I think I did was go to the Black Lives Matter website and saw their little video on it. This is months ago, so I don't know what their stuff is now. But it was like, they were saying, what this doesn't mean is, like, there should no be no longer be police in the United States. It was like, what if we used 1% of the funds that normally go to, I don't even know, specific gear that's like very aggressive police gear, and we shift funds around so that we can focus on a lot of other things that could stop problems before they start. Um, community or like, I don't, uh, there's so many examples of like what that could look like, right? Even just down to like, um, po- what kinds of training, I'm very interested in what kind of training police get ahead of time, like to, like they're supposed to serve and protect, right? That's, those are the two verbs that are used to describe police and serve and protect is not what comes into the image of my mind or in most people's mind maybe these days um, when it comes to police. So um, how how are they being how are they being equipped to serve and protect the 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 communities that they serve and mm. what does that look like and do they have relationships with the people who live on the streets where they're patrolling and. Mm. Um, what kinds of resources are going into that and and what kinds of professionals are in the police stations helping these police like kind of work through the trauma and the hard things that they're seeing every day and every night Um, so I think like defund the police is like a very complex uh, 
movement. And if you say it just to be divisive, I think you're wrong. But if you're saying it in a really nuanced sort of way and can talk about that really honestly, I am, I mean, I think that's something we got to keep talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sergi here to start off um, my first take about the vaccination. um, I can't help but uh, think about when that Sunday, Sunday morning when Jesus was was not found in his tomb and I believe it was Mary who ran to the disciples to say he has risen um, some of those disciples um, didn't believe at first right mm-hmm. um, some of those the disciples initially wasn't happy I feel when it comes to the vaccination I'm going to be one of those disciples that's going to um, that's gonna probably see Jesus on the following day, you know. <laughs> so I'm not gonna be the first in line. I'm not gonna see Jesus as soon as he wake up from the tomb. I'm gonna catch him tomorrow after y- y'all all, you know. You trying to wait to see if Richard arm fall off? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. I have watched too many zombie movies. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. Y'all. I'm just playing. I'm not. I'm not that. Um, I'm not the conspiracy theorist. I'm not that person. I'm not staff team. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm super happy about it, but I still want to be patient. Um, and just why do you want to be patient? Um, just want to be patient. Just want to be safe. Just want to make sure the side effects they worked out all the kinks. I, I'm never in line. You don't to, want the beta version. <laughs> I'm never in line to get the first um, iPhone. I always wait to the last. And and to talk about just um, defunding the police, um, when, when I hear defunding the police, I never thought had the thought that it means remove all police. Um, I I've had the thought of exactly what, what Rebecca Rose just said, and I um, actually really listened to um, a man who I respect and admire. His name is Michael Eric Dyson. And he kind of spoke on it, and I really think he spoke on it brilliantly. And he said that defunding the police isn't isn't saying um, in 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 all polices, but it is saying that hey, let's let's give those funds to to aftercare programs. Let's let's give those funds to to different areas in the city to eliminate um, the need for policemen. And something that we don't talk about too. Is policemen actually do a lot of jobs that they aren't trained to do. Um, right. Policemen do a lot of jobs. They get called to um, to to mental to mental health um, mm-hmm. cases. They mm-hmm. get called to take cats out the trees. Like they get called for many things. Um, so defunding the police is not is not taking away from the police, but it's saying let's give um, to to different areas. And something Michael um, Dyson even brought up too. He said we never talk. Uh, we never have a problem when um, when the education system is is defunded or in or in different you know yeah, yeah. Um, that's good things. But when it comes to the police, we have this big problem about it. So th- those are my thoughts. Can that's I a- give a pushback though? Yeah. I mean, it seems like defund the police, that phrase is meant to be divisive. That would be my Absolutely. pushback on that phrase. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like all the ideas behind the phrase, I think could be awesome, but it's like, it feels like some people want to end the conversation before it starts. Yep. Yep. But, but um, my pushback back to that 
would be like that's that's a protest. Like people people say the same thing about Colin Kaepernick. Said he should have done it this way if he if he wanted his his good. And I would say that those people if he wanted his what? Um, like if if Colin Kaepernick really wanted to bring awareness, he would have done it this way. Yeah. And it's like that's the point of protesting and and hmm. it's like you're more concerned and i talk about you rebecca but it's like people have become more concerned with with their uh, rhetoric or or this slogan more than they are concerned with with the actual um um issue or, or topic at hand mm-hmm. um and and i agree with you like there should always be I should always use words to accomplish my goal, um, but yeah. That's great. That's helpful. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really helpful. Uh, it was good. I think um, I have uh, want to take us somewhere, but I want to. Uh, I definitely want to highlight the skepticism. So people uh, with the vaccine, um, that level of skepticism does not only. I don't think only comes from conspiracies. Yep. Um, it comes from people being a, a, a ethnic ethnic group being tested mm-hmm. um, for, for certain um, projects and it impacting them uh, deeply to death. And so the the suspicion and the skepticism. I wanted to, you know you see the memes where somebody sent out a meme that when you take the vaccine it, it make you look a certain way or um, all of that. But it, it it resonates with a group of people, um, and so that like that that's a real thing. Um, and so, if you are listening to this and you do feel skeptical, skeptical, you're suspicious. Um, do your research. Uh, I I am going to do mine. My, my wife is a healthcare worker, um, and so we we're definitely going to do it not just because we see a light at the end of the tunnel but because we're knowledgeable as to what we're doing so mm-hmm. I, I want to encourage that because I you know not, not thinking about a conspiracy as much as I'm thinking about the um, people that are that are legitimately concerned because of uh, they're, they're unaware and they don't they don't know and there's not a lot of trust in the system right right were you going to say something Rebecca I- uh, no, I think that's just all good points. I, with the mask on, I can't. Uh, I don't know Sorry. if you're about to say something or not. But, but <laughs> no, that's good. Appreciate that. And I think that with defunded, my, I'll give my my perspective on the defund the police uh, rhetoric. Uh, I like what has already been said, and I think that defund the police at the core makes us rethink what we do right uh there are so many things in our system that we just pass and we don't acknowledge why we do what we're doing and this year um somebody already used the word exposed i think with we weren't just voting to be voting but Mm -hmm. there were local elections that i think a lot more attention was given to I think there was a lot more intentionality in terms of making sure people are in their respective um, places and they're not we're just not allowing another government official to occupy a spot. Right. Um, People are thinking about their districts and their representatives. I think that that's important. And I think that that is in the same vein of thinking about how the police force is funded. I would say I've never thought about 
the funding of yes. um, the police department until now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's that's we don't just say, oh, we give the police whatever they want. Um, if we're taxpayers and we're responsible, uh, we acknowledge uh, how they're funded and look at, you know, if it's appropriate, if funds are allocated appropriately and how we can best suit them. Because, yes, if you're running up on individuals who have mental health issues um, and they cannot respond simply to the put your hands up, don't move, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that is your only line of training to mm-hmm. to um, to make sure that there's force so that the person will comply then you're not considering all aspects. And so that does require training. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it shouldn't be far from far removed from my minds to think that maybe there should be uh, a somebody trained in the area of psychology or in the area, you know, in there should be mental health training, et cetera, to the to police because they're not just protecting, but they're serving. And I'm emphasizing serving in that aspect because I don't want to always feel as if when I see the police, they're a threat or right. I'm doing something wrong. And that tends to be my response. When I see a police officer, I'm not thinking about them being the first individual that I ask to help. I'm thinking about, am I doing something wrong um, when they are around? And that, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be our response. Yeah. 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 So the last thing that uh, that we'll, we'll end with. Um, we spent a good time talking about the election or not, but uh, we'll end with the family struggle of things. Yeah. Um, what What are some things that people that y'all have heard and regarding fam- family struggles, and what are, What are some ways that we can kind of counsel our people, encourage our people when it comes to these things of family struggles? We're gonna try and wrap it up right here. Yeah, I've heard um, a lot of our people are um, really struggling with how to deal with family gatherings as Christmas mm-hmm. approaches. And um, I think our, our moms especially are feeling a lot of, uh, struggling with a lot of pressure, a lot of guilt um, on, you know, should I send my, you know, can my, should my children be around these people? Um, if we are around other people, and then we get together with family. Are we going to transmit COVID to our parents? <laughs> and it's a real, real thing. And you know, even in my own family, you know, we have differing opinions. Or it's easy to kind of ask, "Where you been? Who you been around?" You know, uh, some people taking it more seriously than others. Um, and um, and it's real. And what I would say to uh, to our people is, you know, we have got to show a lot of grace to each other, but we also have to show a lot of grace to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That there literally is no right or wrong in terms of, you know, er, there's nobody out there that's got it figured out, and the person who thinks he does or she does is the person you probably need to stay away from. Um, and we are all just trying to figure this out, and we've got to extend grace. It, it's kind of I've mentioned this several times in Galatians passage. Um, you know, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision matters. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And I think we've got to love each other through this and, and sacrifice, you know. Um, and I think that sacrifice, uh, we have to understand, is not our fault. <laughs> 
it's just the reality of the context within which we live and this is a historic moment um so yeah uh give yourself grace give each other grace and and do what you think is right and and know that um it it, that is exactly what is right Mm -hmm. anybody else man you man i think um I've been seeing a lot of just marital conflict mm. and honestly like the more I see it the more I've seen like the blessing behind this season because mm. this season has really um, forced a lot of couples to to really stop and, and have conversations that they haven't been able to to have in the past mm-hmm. um, so I've been seeing a lot of just conflict but also a lot of healing um, during this season so it's kind of been like a blessing in disguise so mm-hmm. um, stay encouraged folks amen Woo, marriage oh my goodness Woo, it's hard but God is good amen oh, boy <laughs> Jay Jay if you listen to this you just slap him when he get home okay. slap him yeah I pray for him pray for him <laughs> Uh, Rebecca, family struggles, talk to us. Um, Just, I think the best moments of talking about this stuff is when, like, I've been on the receiving and giving end on this, so, like, text and emails tend to, like, there's just a lot of interpretation that happens, Mm. and when I can talk in person or pick up the Mm -hmm. phone and actually talk to someone and hear their voice, and they hear my voice, and... And then leading, like sandwiching, right? Like the bread being, I love you and I want to be with you. Like that, you know, that's the beginning and the end point. And then we're, and then there's just a lot of disagreement in the meat and lettuce and tomato and do we like the mustard? But I love you and I want to be with you is like, that's true for all of us. And then, and then every situation seems like you just, do the best with what what you got. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. I'm I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna wrap it up like this. You know, when you when you go left with your family, <laughs> you're thinking about what does it mean to go left with your family? You love them, encourage them, forgive them, and you thank them. Oh yeah. my huh? goodness! You love them, encourage them, forgive them, and you thank oh, that's them. Good. Right. And so the, the, the thing, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. I got you know, children's 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 Fuzzy children's Wuzzy was a bear. Was Fuzzy really really fuzzy? <laughs> was he? I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I won't be around when the bears around, for sure. Uh, I know, that's right. Uh, you know, I know they're in the Appalachians, grizzly bears in the Appalachians. Oh, I don't my. care what they Keep tell going. you. You know? better wrap up. Uh, but let me wrap it up. Seriously, when you love your family. You love your family in this season. It's as simple as that. You love them as much as you can. Answer the phone call if you're distant. Yeah. Uh, love them by uh, telling them you love them. Love them by reminding them that they're loved, etc. Encourage them. Let them know that they're doing well. There are different endeavors, different things that have gone on. Some have lost their jobs. Some are struggling mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, emotionally. So encourage them. Remind them that they are somebody, that they have inherent dignity, worth, and value. Forgive them. They may have done something wrong. They may have been ignorant in what they've said to you. Uh, It's been a pandemic. Some things that we've said that we did not mean to say, but we are. We've said it under stress, duress, etc. So forgive them. And forgive them if they're out there clubbing. 
like some, so, you know, some folks in Memphis been clubbing and been at these parties. Some of my family been at these parties in these bars. Forgive I think them. You need to confront them and <laughs> then, <laughs> and then okay, forgive confront, them. Confront and, yeah. <laughs> and then thank them. Thank them for uh, for just being in your life. Uh, being great that you're grateful for them some so many times we don't reckon we don't thank our family for being our family um and it, it sounds like oh why should we do it it's because most of all a lot of times we're not people don't think that they are worth being grateful or worth being thanked and so we can do that with our family even as we struggle listen this was the leftovers you made your turkey sandwich with your cheese you're eating everything good the team was here dc thanks for listening Till next time.